we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. 1 Corinthians says, chapter 1 says, For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong and the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before him. Isn't it amazing to think that of all that we see in this earth, all that we see around us, that God chose us to be his instruments, to take forth the message, to take forth the gospel, to take the good news to a world that is in desperate need of Him. God chose us. It doesn't matter about our last name. It doesn't matter about bank accounts. It doesn't matter any of that. What matters is God looked down and He said, Hey you, I'm going to make you one of my very own. And I'm going to use you and I want to, I'm going to equip you. I'm going to empower you with my spirit and I'm going to use you in a mighty way. And that's the privilege that you and I get as followers of Christ. We get that privilege every single day of our lives to go forth as heralds, as ambassadors, as spokesmen, as instruments of His, to be His hands and His feet. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. Goodness of God. He is so, so very good. Go with me over to 2 Corinthians. We're reading the first, we're reading the second. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Chapter 4, as we think about ourselves, as we think about our lives, you know, we, you know, what is our motivation, what drives us, what keeps us going, those that at times feel ill-equipped for the, for the mission those of us that think, hey, I, I've messed up, I've fallen short, I've made mistakes. This, this ministry that God has given us, you, if you're a Christian, you have a ministry. If you're a Christian, you have a ministry. You're not just a watcher. You say, hey, I, I, I'm just going to sit and, and, and kind of let you, because I don't speak, I don't, I don't sing, I don't teach, I don't lead, I don't, I don't, I don't really do nothing. I'm just going to sit here. There is no sit here in the ministry, in the kingdom. Every one of us are specifically equipped to do something. And whatever that something is, you say, well, you say, okay. I have a lot of people that say, well, I'm just a prayer warrior. Listen, that is a big one to take on. Seems like an easy one. People say, well, I'm just going to stay back and pray. Oh, hold on. Or get out of the way. Honestly, 
There's a lot of people that say, hey, I'm going to just stay back and pray, and they don't pray. And they miss what God has called them to do. A lot of people say, listen, what God's called us to do is not easy. What God has called us to do is not easy. He never says it. This book doesn't say it's easy. It's rewarding eternally, but it's hard at times. And, and each one of us have a ministry. Each one of us. Last week we talked about how we're to love right there where we are. Right there where you are. I'm not talking about that. It's not a Sunday morning sermon. This is not a just Sunday morning sermon to walk in and get, get wow, that's really good. This ain't a sermon. This is a, this is a continuing process of you a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. We all just a little bit more until we're just doing it. And many are doing it. Don't stop doing it. But in a, a group this large, it's easy to just say as simple as, well, hey, I'm just going to sit over here. I'm just going to sit over here and, uh, and, and just kind of watch y'all. I'll be, I'll be ready soon. That's not found in the ministry. Watchers. There then lies and begs the question, what's my role? What's my role? And, and wait a second, before I completely buy into you, preacher, why? Why? 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, we don't lose heart. You have a ministry. You have a ministry. If God has touched you and made you His own, if He has redeemed you and Christ Jesus has saved you and His Holy Spirit has empowered you, God has shown you mercy and entrusted you with a gifting. A gifting from God. A mercy gift from God. He says, don't lose heart. Over in Galatians, let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we'll reap. I think we're seeing that in many ways. What was that, a couple of years ago now? Don't lose heart in doing good, for in due time you'll reap. If you don't quit, just don't quit. Don't say, hey, I'm going to sit over here and watch. I'm going to stop. No, we don't stop. We, we keep going until he takes us home. We just keep going. I get you, but why? It's hard. I know. Don't stop. Why didn't he pick something else? Why didn't he pick somebody else? Why didn't he? Listen, there is no plan B. I've said it. You've heard it. We're plan A. There is nothing else. There's no backup team going to run out on the field and do the work that you and I have been commissioned to do. In football, some, some teams are still playing. Some are done. But in football, you got your starters. And then there's all those others that can, when one goes down, they can run in. I got you. Come in. Help me. I twisted my ankle. Come in. Help me. Or you get up really big. Hey, let's let those guys play. There, that don't happen in this thing. We're it. There's no backups coming to take our place. Remember that, remember that location you were in last week? Remember that spot that the Spirit told you during the morning services? He said, that's where you are. There's no one coming to take your spot. 
You're not tagging wrestling. Who watched wrestling growing up? I did. Hulk Hogan, Hulkamaniac. Any Hulkamaniacs in here? Amen. There's nobody tagging in. This ain't a tag team. There's no one tagging in. You're it. You're it. I mean, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This stuff. But we have this treasure, this gift, this ministry, this mission, this commission, this calling is in earthen vessels. This thing, this temple, this thing. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. God didn't pick superhumans. We're not saying who gets into Marvels and who loves Spider-Man. We all love Spider-Man. We all love Marvels. We all love that stuff. We love it. But it's not real. You know, we don't have spotty senses. We're just dumb, all us. I know you may think, hey, I'm a rock star. You're not. You're just you. You're common. Remember, God didn't pick the fancy things. God picked the base things, the simple things, the common things, the everyday run-of-the-mill Joe things. Who he picked in this earthen vessel, this broken-down earthen vessel that we have so that the all praise and the glory will go to Him. It's His power, it's His ability, it's His wisdom, it's His guidance, it's His Spirit, it's His hand that steps in and takes over, and we just simply say, God, you got to do this. That's what's happening right there where we're planted in our sphere, in our circle, in all these different locations that we are. If you're a Christian, you have a ministry. There's nobody coming to tag in and you take all of that brokenness and all of that story and all of that past and that history and that, that roller coaster of a mess you call you and me. And we wake it up every day and we dress it up every day and we go out into the world every day and we live in His power every day. For His glory every day. We have this ministry in this earthen vessel so we don't boast, so we don't get big-headed so that we at no Time, think for a moment that it is us doing it. No, it's Christ in us. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that seeks God. There's none that runs after God. There's none that does good, no, not one. It is Christ only in us, the Spirit of God only in us. 
And it's hard. Verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. What if, think about this, never thought about this in my life till now. What if we could do it backwards? What if the wisdom that we had when we were old, we had when we were young and kids and had all that ability. Look at these cats over here. Stand up. Hamilton, Avery, come here. Webster, come here. Ryan, you ain't broken yet. Come stand. Ryan, come stand with me. Y'all come here. Come, Avery, come here. Come, come here. Come here. Look at this life. Look at this livelihood. That sucker don't know what aches and pains is. This dude don't have a clue what a backache is. He ain't got a clue what, what, where, where's it happen, y'all? How many of you have got new knees? Raise your hand. New hips? Raise your hand. New all that? Raise your hand. We broken, ain't we? They ain't got a clue. Sit down. What if... What if, I mean, think about it for a second. What if all the wisdom that all these bald-headeds and white-headeds and gray-headeds and purple-headeds out there was in these suckers right here? What if, what if, what if when we were young and spry and could, where's Henry? Henry Livingston, you and him, can run forever and not get tired. He, listen, hey men, hey women. He runs because he loves it. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no. But when we get older, when this body starts breaking, when this thing starts falling apart, we start really getting it. But let me say something to the vast majority that I look around at this morning. There's also a dangerous tendency, as a side note. There's a dangerous tendency that when we get there, we've done our time, we've done our work, we're just going to coast and rest, and we're just going to wait our turn. Not biblical not biblical. We sing, if you're not dead, then he's not done. Greater things are still to come. If we're not dead, he's not done. If we're not, if we're not completely broken down, I see, I see the brother walk in. Y'all see the brother walk in every single Sunday, 91 years old, on a walker. As long as he keeps walking in every single Sunday with a walker, everyone below 91, he takes every one of our excuses away. He stands out front, and he welcomes, and he greets, and he talks, and he passes out, and he serves in the limited capacity he can. Don't matter what ball game was yesterday. Don't matter what happened yesterday. Don't matter the aches and pains. Don't matter. And if you sit there and you hear the stories, there's surgery. It'll, it'll blow your mind. He just come out of the hospital. Not this time, but there are times he's sitting out there having just come out of surgery. 
the day or two before with surgery that would have the rest of us down for literally the count. Not bragging on him, but where did that go? I think if we're not careful, we fall into that trap that, hey, I've done my time and now it's somebody else's time. I've done my work and now it's somebody else's time. It's not biblical. Oh, it's Western. It's North American. It's American. It's not biblical. Oh, therefore we don't lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day and day. Verse 17, for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's our motivation. Why, preacher? Let's read it. We know this, this, this treasure in earthen vessels, this ministry, this gifting, this body, this temple. Verse five, chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if this earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven inasmuch as we, having put it on, will not be found naked. For indeed, while we are in the tent, this tent, we groan, being burdened because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed so that what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. Now, he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave to us the Spirit as a pledge. What's all that mean? That basically means we're going to die and we're going to be given new bodies and we've been promised, the Spirit of God has promised that this is not it. This is not our home we're passing through. We have our home waiting on us. We have an eternal body we'll see and we'll be seen. We'll know as He know, is known, we will be there in His presence. But till then, here we are and we want to, but we're not yet. Verse 5, now He who prepared us for this very purpose is God. This is God's plan. Man can say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make people live forever. That's not going to happen. You can go to the doctor. You can run. You can exercise. You can take all the vitamins. You can do all that. But life ends. That was the plan God made. Therefore, being always of good courage and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. While we're here, we're not there. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We're here, we're not there yet. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Wouldn't that be sweet? But we're still here. Therefore, we also have as our ambition. Listen to this, church. Why, preacher? Why? Why can't I just hide? Why can't I just sit there and do nothing? Why can't I just cruise? Why can't I just coast? Why can't I just retire? Why can't I just say, hey, I've done my part. It's time for this next generation to do it. Why can't I? 
Because the Bible says that we're, going to, we're held accountable, we're going to be judged on everything we do every day of our life from birth to death, from, from new birth to death. We're going to have to give an account for our lives. We're going to have to give an account for our laziness, for our, for our hiding, for our hearing. And knowing it to him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him and his sin, we're going to have to give an account. What is our motivation? Our motivation is not a preacher that stands and makes me feel bad and, and points out sins in my life and, and, and motivates me. That is not our motivation. If motivation is men, it will fail. But if motivation is from the Lord and the Spirit of God, there's nothing can stop you. That's a powerful statement. Because if you look at most things that happen, most programs that happen, most things that happen, think back at this church and any church that you've ever been part of. You show up, hey, we're going to start visiting. You have 100 show up first week and 70 the next week and 14 the next week and before long, visiting week after week after week after week after week. Um... It's with any program. It's with anything we do because our motivation's not right. What's our motivation? This is our motivation. Therefore, we have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to Him. Listen, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Did you hear that? We're going to have to stand before Christ one of these days. I'm not talking about the great white throne of judgment. I'm talking about the judgment seat of Christ for believers. If you've never trusted Christ... And the great white throne of judgment awaits to where there is absolutely no hope. But for a Christian, we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the Bama seat, where Christ will, will review and look. I don't know how it works. I don't know the process. But everything that we've ever done will be judged whether it was done for the kingdom or not. And it will be burnt or it will be, be lasting. It will, it will produce a treasure, a crown, goodness to the glory of God, or it will be burnt up. And every Christian, based on the authority of Scripture, will stand before Christ and give an account for his life. And not just for his life. Hey, I was saved when I was nine and didn't do much for the kingdom until I really got on fire for Jesus around 25 and I had a wife come into my life or a husband come into my life and got me straight and I kind of focused on the Lord. No, from nine to 25, we stand and count for God, to God for 
And from, from 25 to, let's just say, 50, when we were gung-ho and we were raising kids and youth and we were running like mad men and we were serving and we were every time the doors were open, we were doing it. And then, then the kids move out of the house and, and, you know, we were just doing it. We're going to be judged based off of why. Did you do it for him or did you do it just because the kids? Did you do it for him or because all your friends were in the building? Did you do it for him or that's where all, that's, that was the cool place to be? And then from, I don't know, pick a number until God takes you home. Well, I just kind of hung out and watched. The, I, just, I just love watching the kids. I just love watching the church. I just love watching. I'm just a person like you guys. That's going to stand at the same judgment seat of Christ. And I'm going to have to give an account for my life and what I did. And whether or not, I'm going to have to give an account of whether or not I stood in front of groups of people like this and large numbers of people like this and said, you guys are absolute rock stars. Keep wasting what God's given you. Or, listen guys, there is no backup. You're it. If you're a Christian, right where you are, you're it. There's nobody coming in from the sidelines to tag you in. And, and I know it's hard sometimes, and I know you may think that, hey, I've been there and done that, and I know you guys may think it ain't my time yet, but we're going to have to, every single one, for the time that we, from when we trusted Christ till He takes us home, we are literally going to have to give an account for everything that we did, period. Not because I made it up, but because Scripture, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed. Judged, rewarded, dealt with, uh, paid back for, for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We don't take that lightly. That's not sermon material to, well, I needed that, preacher. You really made me think this morning. <laughs> that ain't what this is. That ain't what this is. If he saved you and you're a Christian and you have a ministry, he never promised it'd be easy. And you're to fulfill that ministry and our, our motivation for fulfilling it is not men, but God. Our reason, our reason, our passion, our drivenness is not men, but Christ Jesus and His glory and His name and His praise and His honor. Look at verse 11. Therefore, knowing the fear of of the Lord. We persuade men. We are made, made manifest to God, and I hope that we are made manifest also in your conscience. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, what are you talking about? Guys, we're going to have to stand before God one of these days. 
We're going to have to stand before Jesus one of these days. You're going to have to stand before Jesus one of these days and give an account from the moment you were became a Christian to the moment you die. And it's not going to be, well, there wasn't just much for me to do. And, well, I was scared and, and I didn't know better and, and, and I just didn't know what to do and I felt nervous. And Well, you know, Jesus, I, I, I just wasn't a good talker. And we're, going to, we can't, we're not going to be able to sound like Moses with every excuse under the book. That's our motivation. That's why. That's why you're still here. That's why if you're a Christian, that's why you're alive. It's to please Him in all aspects. Therefore, we also have, verse 9 is our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to Him. Listen, we want to be there with Him, but we're not. We're still here. We'd rather be there, but we're not there. So whether we're here or there, that doesn't matter. What matters is we want to please Him. What matters is right where you are, you want to please Him. He's not done with you if you're still here. He's not done with you. What's your motivation? Is it is it men driven or Christ driven? Is it family driven or Christ driven? If it, is it social driven or Christ driven? Is it, well, that's what everybody else is doing and that's just the way the world is and that's just how the system is? And, or is it cross-driven? Father God in heaven, I, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would bury your truth. God, who am I? I can't convict. I can't make, I can't make people think. I can't make people, what am I? Just a mouthpiece and a, and a vessel that stands before your sons and your daughters, persuading them, reminding them of the fear of the Lord. it is appointed and the man wants to die and then there's a judgment and at that judgment the only thing that matters is what we did with Jesus Lord this morning there are many in this room who have trusted you Lord Jesus and God there's more to it than just simply trusting living and serving and being in your presence it's, God we all fall short this flesh this, this wretched wretched flesh of ours that, that is always pursuing things that aren't right things that don't please you God forgive us free us God we long to be freed from this, this mess of a tent of a fleshly body and mind and heart and, and all of this mess up that it is but God as, as much as we long to be out of it the reality is we're still in it God power us equip us forgive us 
wasting our time, for wasting our lives, for wasting the gifting and equipping of your spirit, for hiding, for running, for always seemingly moving further and further and further back in the line. Hey, can you? Hey, we need and the Holy Spirit nudges and the Holy Spirit moves and we just we just sort of squirm on further back. God have mercy on us because that that's not what you saved us for to step back. The highs and the shadows. saved us for your glory and for your great namesake and for your honor and you saved us so that we would literally go and represent you and to be yours in this lost and dying world who killed you and it's surely not going to like us either that follow you right where we are because of the fear of the Lord Because of the motivation that we are to please you in all aspects. Let that be what drives us, God. Let us check ourselves. What makes us tick? Holy Spirit, come through us. What makes us tick? What makes us do? What, what makes us? Why are we? Holy Spirit of God, you be the judge. You be the sifter that our lives go through. Lord, if it does not honor you, God, forgive us, correct us, put us on the course that brings you most honor and most glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.